Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Welcome. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. My name is Jim Godwin from Kansas City, Missouri. And uh, I am your host today, along with my new good friend, Jesse Gomez from uh, Ventura, California. Thank you, Jesse, for being here. Welcome to the uh, welcome to Agent Power Huddle. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, today, so today we're going to be talking about the power of events and uh, what events can do when done correctly to uh, jumpstart your database and create uh, a referral machine so that we're not having to chase uh, leads all the time and spend a ton of money on um, advertising and lead generation and uh, basically just go into being a hundred percent referral based business. That's the, uh, that's the goal, right, Jesse? You're right. That's the goal. Cool. So, go ahead. No, that's the goal. That's, you know, oh. uh, <laughs> to the business, that's what I wanted to do. Build my business by referral. And, uh, over time, I just, you know, looking for people to teach me how to do it. Awesome. So, so you are pretty experienced in, um, in doing events, right? I have. Yes. I've yeah. done it um, with the event master. I've done it like three times. Got it. And so tell me a little bit about your experience with, or let's talk about your success with it so far. So you've been, you've, you've done events for about three years now on a regular basis in your business. Yeah, three years on a regular basis. Uh, there's actually, the goal is to do three events a year. That's the oh. goal. So um, last year I put on two events. This year I put on two. Um, the goal for December, I have one more event being planned. So I'll be doing three events this year. Got it. And um, what kind of success have you seen um, in the past three years doing events consistently um, as far as um, your referral base and uh, being able to keep in touch with your database? Well, the events make it easy. That's the success right there. You know, doing planning the events, um, as you're planning the events, you get in touch with your database and you have something to talk about and they're wanting to talk to you about, hey, what's going on with Jesse? So, um, that's one of the good things about being able to do the events and have something to talk about with your database. Um, one thing though, too, that, that's very important in doing an event is are you in, are you in relationship with your database? Mm -hmm. So doing events helps you be successful in doing that. Yeah. Keeping that with your database. Um, a lot of, a lot of agents, they have, like, you know, when they ask them, you know, in your database, how many people do you have? And a lot of them will say 1,800, 1,500, 3,000, 4,000. But how many of those people do you really have a relationship? And uh, I can, you know, in my database, uh, it's 168 people in my database mm -hmm. um, that I really focus. These are my ambassadors, my champions that I stay in touch with. I get invited to birthday parties. Um, and quinceañeras, um, stuff like that. Um, so I really stay in touch with uh, the database by doing events like this. So that's really the one thing that um, keeps me top of mind with them, so to say. Mm -hmm. And the events, 
the goal also for the events is to get referrals, obviously, you know, to, you know, there's a, you know, a, a certain sheet that we work on. It's called an entry form and there's a whole strategy to that as well. And yeah. in that form, typically we get, you know, I get a deal. Ideally, I get three to eight referrals mm-hmm. and then I get another five to refer out to like partners, you know, to someone wants to refinance, um, reverse mortgages, anything like that. Yeah. So, so- Go ahead. Well, you, you said you said a lot there, so I want to I want to I want to break it down a little bit and kind yes. of unpack it because you said a lot of really good things there, and I want I want to make sure that people get it broken down so we kind of go through each thing. So let's talk about first how you were able through events to break down your database right from say two thousand people yes. to the hundred and sixty eight or whatever you said. Um, to be able to be on the top of mind of those particular people and the plan that you put in place to be able to um, weed weed it down to what you call ambassadors, right? People that are out there singing your praises. So how did you get how did you get your database from two thousand to continuously on uh, being on top of mind with one hundred and sixty eight of them? So one thing one thing that's good about um. um well, first of all, you got to go old school. You got to print out your database. You got you to gotta print it out. And all the names, if you have 2,000 people, you're obviously going to have to print, print out this sheet. And in this sheet, you basically go, you do a, a real simple system, A, B, and C, and D. And you're, it's creating your database. Everybody's heard of this, but they don't do it. Mm-hmm. But that's the very first step to really narrowing this down. And it's really the A's are the ones that are most likely to refer you, that like you and trust you, um, that would be your A. Your B, they know you, they haven't referred you, but they like you. And your C's are someone that's most likely, well, you know, maybe like a, like a home inspector, for example. He's, you're not their top of mind person, mm-hmm. but you see them. Um, yeah, what about the, co- the person at the coffee shop, you know, the owner of the coffee shop? They know you, but... If you haven't really put the effort to build the relationship, the most likely they won't, they they won't be referring you. So a D, I don't delete them. A lot of people say delete. Um, those people tend to be more with a drip, drip campaign. But until you put the effort to move those Ds into uh, an A, B, or C, then, you know, but that's pretty much how you grade the database. So you want to print it out and just really simple, just A, B, C, and D. Mm-hmm. And so that's really how you narrow it down. And that's when you'll see if you have your core people. I, I think the key number here that um, we're looking for is 150. Mm-hmm. That's the key number. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of science behind that. Um, I do the A, B, C, and D as well. I, I, um, I've learned recently to do something a little bit uh, different and maybe go a step further. And this can be, um, this can be easier too when, when implementing this in the beginning is to, um, is to do a plus minus system have you done this with michael say what kind of system plus minus so so yeah so all you're doing is you're going through your database and you are um you are saying the name and you're saying to yourself does this person give me joy do they give me energy do i want to work with them and they are a plus and then um you say um does this person give me energy and you're unsure or you don't know them very well they get a minus. And then um, 
the people that you say, I really don't like to work with these, with this person. It, it really, it didn't give me a good feeling inside. I don't necessarily like the energy that we are together when we're doing, when we're doing business or, you know, in a friendship, then you put a zero and you go through your, um, you go through your database and everyone is either a plus minus or a zero. And then you end up having about, you know, around 150, 200 people as, as pluses. And then you can start focusing on those people. That's another way to do it. And it's more aggressive too. Yeah. I think, I think you go through the list a lot faster that way too. <laughs> you do. You do. Cause you're not, you're not thinking as, um, as much about whether or not they're going to refer you or not. And if it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily matter at that point because we're going to work into going through some systems that will create them to um, opportunities for them to give referrals. Right now, we just want to um, say, is this somebody that I really want to work with in the future and be in contact with on a continuous basis? Then they are a plus and you move on. So yeah, that's one of the things you want to do when you're creating an event. Get Start that database so that way you can, I mean, because you obviously... You're going to be sending out paper invitations, electronic invitations. So, right, right. So let's get it. Let's get into the actual event. So now that we now we have our database to 150 people that we want to continuously work with and and, and be in communication with. Um, so you you then you decide that you want to do an event, right? How far in advance are you planning the event that you're doing? Say the question again. How far in advance are you planning the event that you're doing? Oh, you want to definitely like right now, we're already planning events for next year right now in the month of um, in the month of November, we're already looking at uh, events to plan for next year. So one of um, for right now, the one that one right off the map that pretty much my plans already done from previous year. So the one I'm focusing next is uh, for December. I'm still not done with December, but for 2022, the ones I'm looking at is I love you a lot. Mm -hmm. um, coffee event um and then the other one is the um the pie event it's a big one and uh and then in december uh, it's a community uh, and band too it's basically i don't just farm to send farm pieces it's more to build um pick a business in my community and invite invite my farm into coming to that event and build relationships so those are my three events for the year got it do you do anything in um, in March? Do you do anything for the first quarter or the second quarter? I don't because uh, March is what we call March uh, madness in in our house um, because of my birthday, my daughter's birthday, my son's birthday, anniversary. So to plan an event in March is <laughs> not my cup of tea. Yeah. But I definitely encourage it. You know, so it's it's actually very advisable. In fact, uh, there's actually courses being taught in for um, um, putting on an event for March, mm -hmm. but my, February. And the thing about it is that I've been doing this every year and it, it's like, you get, I'm pretty busy. So, the, you know, don't think that just doing this event, I mean, there's that once you do the event, it finishes, it, it doesn't finish there. There's, there's things that you have to do, like what the sheet I sent you, the first and 10. Mm -hmm. So from the event, you, you have things to do. And that's why I'm pretty busy. Um, you know, even after February, with the December events, the uh, uh, November, December, and um, in February, I mean, there's just a lot to do that happens in between. Sure, sure. Let's let's um, let's work on a schedule of um, doing an event eight weeks from now. 
Because uh, typically, you know, I would say that um, eight weeks is a great time to a great lead time to start planning for an event. Um, You know, so that that seems to be the kind of the sweet spot to uh, to start to get to um, invite people and start the process of the event. So let's let's work on an eight week schedule and um, go from what you do from that that period on up until um, the event and break, can you break down the, the follow-up and the invitations, uh, system that you sent out to ensure that people go and show up, um, and use, and how you use this as a tool to continuously stay in touch with people. Okay. Well, once you identify, for example, I'm just going to go into, um, February. So, you know, that would be the, the next, uh, the next really well, the one that I for, for 2022. So February um, was that 14. So I always schedule it like on uh, February 12th. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you definitely want to plan, um, you know, the, the time frame of like, for example, organizing your list, getting ready to send the invitation. How, how are you going to set up the, what system you're going to use to send out the invitation? Mm-hmm. So alone is a whole conversation right there. How are you going to send the invitations? I mean, there's a lot of conversations on how to do that. Yeah. Um, I predict, I like Facebook and I use a lot of text messages and uh, I create the events um, at, from, uh, from a Costco setup. So the paper ones. And typically those, well, after you're putting all that together, that alone, there's, you know, there's quite a bit there to talk about. Um, you want to do at least four weeks prior to the event. Yeah. Four weeks for sure. I mean, at least um, I did one where I did it like three weeks, and it wasn't enough time because mm-hmm. there's a lot to do. Uh, you know, printing the getting the invitations, um, and then um, getting that list organized. So after that, that's one thing. That's one thing you get. You, you identify like let's just say um where we are. actually I don't have my calendar out right here. I turned off the phone that way. No distractions. Sorry about that. Okay. So four weeks. So the first week is uh, organizing the, the who you're going to be inviting. And let's just say that you got them down to 150. And then you purchase uh, the, um, you, you design the, uh, the, uh, the invitation. And in the invitation, you definitely have the RSVP. You've got to have the RSVP in the invitation. You have to indicate um, your, um, the charity. You know, I actually, you know, when I do an event, I involve a charity. This last one was, um, the uh, women's and children's emergency shelter, and I got I got collected blankets. So you definitely want to have a charity, pick, um, pick a charity that you're going to be uh, wanting to include in the event. Yeah, what is and what is the importance of the including a charity? Generosity. People want to see. You know, you want to come from a point of being generous, and that you're not just doing this for yourself. You're not just doing to be recognized. You're not doing it for publicity, but you're also doing you know giving back to the community. What are you doing? I mean, it's like. You know, you're just not. I, I think that's more for me. I, I feel like when I when I um, drop these blankets off, I mean, it's like an overwhelming good feeling. Yeah. So definitely want to have that in that. Yeah, um, and, and people want an excuse to give. You know? Oh yeah. People want they, an excuse, they, and, and we're we're giving we're giving our communities a very specific, very detailed um, reason to be able to come to something and give and feel good about it. I, I, you know, I, so I just, I just did um, a pie event um, in uh, right before Thanksgiving, 
And uh, my charity was uh, home, it's called Homes for Heroes, which was a, a veterans organization that houses uh, 21 homeless veterans and um, helps them with, with addiction and recovery services as well. So we raised, I raised $700 in cash from the community for them. That was strong. Yeah. And, and we filled an entire van. There was 15 huge garbage bags full of coats and gloves and hats. And like, um, you know, we were able to give that to them like out of nowhere, out of thin air, just, it just happened because, because we got the community together. We got, we, we got them involved on why we were doing this and they were extremely happy to give. Um, so it gives, it's, it's, you know, it's reciprocal, you know, we're, we're, um, we all want, we want, all want to feel like we're giving back and, um, we're, we're giving our people, our community, the chance to do it. And you know, what that, what that said is like, now you experience this, um, this giving. So when like a couple of years back, people, I let them know when I have a conversation with them, just for, you know, we're giving for our charity this year is going to be the women's and children's uh, shelter. So we're, we're gathering up blankets and that's just a conversation alone. I mean, Oh, no clients want to know what are you doing? Oh, that sounds great. I'll definitely, Oh, you know what? Will they take use, use clean blankets? I'm like, some, um, some may say no, some may say yes. Yeah. So, but definitely. Which is, which is, uh, which is we, you touched on a really, really important point, which is another reason why a charity is a must if you do an event, because when you are in the invitation process, when you're calling, when you're calling your database, calling your community, telling them that they, that you are, um, that they are bringing something to give to a charity helps get people there. It helps get people involved and excited about your event. So, um, you know, doing it, doing an event without a charity attached to it, um, you're missing out on such an important piece on bringing people together and creating an actual community instead of having people just come and get a pie. At my event, we did it at a coffee house and we served drinks as well. There were, um, people stayed, people just didn't come and get a pie and leave. They came and they stayed for 20 minutes, half an hour. We also served pie. So they were eating, they were drinking, they were meeting each other. And this is another really, really important part of doing a successful event is that you want, you want the people in your community that don't know each other to talk to each other, because now you have an entire room filled with people that know, like, and trust you and have done business with you talking together about you. I mean, like the, the power of that is, is incredible because they're now they're um, now they're all kind of solidifying the fact that you are the source of referrals. Anytime that you're like, Oh man, like I, 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 I now, now Jesse is a person to come to anytime that we have anybody that wants to buy, sell or invest because you know, we're, 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 we're here talking with all of the other people in his community. And they also are saying so many incredible things about him. This is, this is really a cool thing. Um, so there's, there's, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot with that too. That's why, that's why a charity and having, um, having an event where people come and stay is super important. It really is because I've act, I actually put on an event, um, not being coached through the event, um, not having a, a charity and, I think the turnout was like 15 people and now having, having more conversations. Um, I think people want to get involved. I think I tripled that uh, attendance just because of that. So I definitely encourage having uh, a charity. The other thing too, make sure that you have um, 
you advertise the the raffle items, the entry forms, you know, you know to enter. And in fact, um, I actually I'm be doing my raffle here this uh, Friday. This is one of the things that um, I'm raffling off this Friday. And uh, I and then the entry form. Let's see if you recognize this, Jim. Let's see if you recognize this entry form. You recognize this entry form? Yeah, that's mine. <laughs> so. That's the beautiful thing of our community that we share all these ideas and we and we um, you know we make we see how we can make this more successful for the next year the the next event um, we we talk about what failed what didn't work um, so we're we're constantly finding ways to improve how to put these all, the events together yeah and make sure this is a very key thing um, because there's certain questions in this entry form that ask the attendees and to enter and ask. Um, yeah. And like, like again, you touched on an incredibly important aspect of the event, and it's impossible to work through all of these important aspects of the events in a, in a 30 minute class. But um, quickly tell us why having um, an entry form and a raffle and giveaways is so important. Well, for example, like when you have someone come in to attend your event and you just have a form. Hey, can you, would you be kind to fill out this form? Let me know that you attended. Okay. There's not much to it. Uh, fill it out. Some will, some won't, but they're a lot more excited entering this, filling out this form and answering these questions. Um, and one of these questions I was asking them if, um, if they're thinking about buying or selling and investing in real estate. The other one is, uh, do you want to know the value of your home? Do you want information about interest rates? Do you want to, um, do you need a professional service? Like, uh, for example, photography, uh, who can we connect you? Do you need anybody to connect you like a handyman? Um, so we have these little checkbox and at the very bottom, we also have, you know, we ask that question, um, if they actually have, you know, an actual person to write their name, phone number and email, if they're referring to anybody and I have mine were five and one alone would have been just fine with me for this event, but getting five, and I think you had a lot more, but I had a turnout of 24 people. Yeah. Excuse me, 29 people, 29 people, 29 entries. And, uh, and uh, so that was a fabulous turnout for me because uh, here in my area, you know, one deal alone will take care of that event. Yeah. I need four deals to your one. So, and these are really good, strong leads. They're not internet leads. They're not something I got to chase. They're not people that know who, what? No, none of that. They got like, who referred you? Oh, Jasmine. Oh, great. Yeah, I know Jasmine. Yeah. I go, yeah, I shared a little bit about you. She says, you're looking at, um, you have some questions. Goes, and appointment set. It's not like someone does not want to talk to you. These are people that will talk to you because they, they spoke to the person that referred you. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And I had, um, I think I had a total of uh, 12 referrals that came in from the entry form. But, but more importantly, and I think the brilliance of this whole system is that, um, yeah, I had, I had 12 referrals come in, but I had 32 outgoing referrals, 32 outgoing referrals. So my, my, the, the people that sponsored my event, my, um, the title company, the mortgage company, and a photographer, I sent them 34 referrals. So the next time that I go do an event and I say, hey, I need some money, what do you think they're going to say? Get on it. When is it? Right. Here, here's, here's a bunch of money. Go do anything that you want. 
So like, and, and if I didn't have that form and I wasn't asking for people to, to, to say whether or not they wanted to refinance or get, you know, whatever, or get some picture family photos taken, I would have never had the opportunity to give them those referrals. Yes. So now I can make a phone call and say, Hey, photographer, thanks for coming and doing free pictures for me. Here's seven people that want family photos. So, um, so that's, um, so that entry is very key, important. Uh, take the time to design that, um, and uh, definitely have it part of the event. As you, as we're talking about this, I mean, there's just so much more to those components. I mean, to put in an event, and uh, well, the other the, the sponsors also, yeah, like the sponsor you were talking about. Make a list of those people because they want to do, they want to continue doing business with you now and later. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely make a list of those sponsors um, and people that want to participate because you're going to get to a point where you know what. I have enough sponsors. Yeah. That's yeah. a good problem to have. So let's let's talk really quickly about follow-up after the event and the importance, the importance and some of the strategies behind follow-up. Um, so for, first of all, let's first of all, for people that are have never done an event and that are terrified to do this and that they won't get anyone to show up. Um, and I, you know, I've asked I asked you this question too before I did my event. Uh, does it matter how many people actually come? No, it does not matter. What? Uh, I had one event that where I said that I had 12. It doesn't matter the number. It really doesn't. Because what happens is that you're doing inviting people to the event in the very first, first four weeks of the event. You're, con- you're connecting with your sphere of influence. There's conversations that are happening that you would normally wouldn't have with the sphere of influence. Yeah. So whether they come to the event, I've had listing appointments because of an event prior to the event. So I have got a listing prior to the event. So it doesn't matter if, if zero people show up, right? what you did in the beginning and what you're going to do after with the event. The event event actually doesn't have a whole lot of significance with your database. The, The event itself is an excuse for you to talk to people. It's an excuse for you to, to pick up the phone and say, I'm doing this thing. I would really love for you to be there. By the way, we're giving, we're giving away um, blah, blah, blah. Can you please donate it? And we would love to see you. And you're, you're doing that, what, eight to 10 times prior to the event through phone calls, text messages, video messages, emails, and um, hand invitations and evites. And you're, doing, you're, you're contacting them eight to 10 times before the event even gets there. And like Jesse said, it's brilliant. You got a listing appointment from making a phone call to an invitation to an event. Yes. You don't even have to have them show up. Yeah. So, so that's what I'm saying. It doesn't matter how many people. It's what you do. If you're not doing it, then you've lost the concept. If you're not picking up the phone, you're not having these conversations with people prior to your event, you're missing it. Now, same thing, follow-up. Like, same thing. And then the follow-up is not asking for referrals. It's ask, you're calling them to thank them for attending your event. Yep. Who would want to be called to be thanked for coming to an event? Thank you for your support. Let them bring up. They, they know they have someone in their pocket think, if they're thinking about buying or selling. You know, then they'll share that with you because you're going to be their agent. You're going to be the person. To go, you're going to be their go-to person. So we're just calling them to thank them. And it doesn't have to be hard. So you're, are you afraid of calling someone and thanking them? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're being selfish if you're, if you're not calling them. And what, what about the people that didn't show up? Because let's say you invited 200 and 
30 show up. So what do you, what do you do with the rest of the people that didn't come? You still, you still call and say, you know what? We missed you. You call and tell them we missed you. Hopefully you can make it on the next one. We're having another one come February. Hopefully you can attend that event. Um, we'd love to have you. Yeah, this this is almost a this is almost an easier call to me because it's you get to you get to say something like, um, "We really missed you there. It was a, it was, it was a, an extremely successful event, but you know we I really wish you would have been there and and I missed you. What's going on? Is there anything I you know is there anything I, I need to know? Like, tell me what's going on in your life. So, so now you get an opportunity to talk to people again and say, "Hey, um, and, and and relate to them and." and get them back into your world. Is that, is that, is that what you do too? Yeah, that's, I'm constantly like, I mean, it's just, sometimes it's like, um, you, you think that you're going to, when you call these people and you're thanking them, not only that, but the other, they start up the conversation about other things. They start, you know, and you, and you're, it's not your, your one minute call just didn't turn into one minute. Now it's your into it three minutes, but it's relationship. You're building that relationship with these clients. And this is what you got to remember is that, that's what you want in order to be referred all year round. Mm-hmm. So I honestly, I don't have a website where um, I don't buy leads. I don't, um, I don't farm other than if it's a piece for them to go to be invited to an event. And, um, and this keeps me busy all year round. Yeah. Um, I, I don't have a team. I work, I work solo. Um, so yeah. If you're going to have a team, if you're doing a team and you've got a team working and you're a team leader, then you definitely want to be having four events. You definitely want to be keep, keeping these agents busy and um, making these phone calls and consistently staying in with their, uh, and, um, in touch with the database. Yeah. Relationship building is going to be our business, um, is now our business and will continue to be our business um, as we move forward. And even deeper so, I believe, relation, deepening, deepening relationships is going to be the key to success for agents in the future. Um, we're out of time, Jesse. I'm sorry. We're out of time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome, man. Thank you so much. I, you know, I, I wish we had more time to talk through more of this, but maybe we'll have to do it again. Um, I'd love to get some more thoughts on, on, um, how this is, has jumpstarted your business and go deeper into the, the uh, system that we've created to, uh, to make sure that it's successful. So we'll have to do it again sometime. You know what? One thing I do want to share, um, Jim, is uh, where would, where did we get this? Where do we, you know, do we tell people like, you know? Yeah, yeah. So you know, none of this stuff we created. This is this is all a um, this is all the 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 brain child of uh, Michael Mayer and the Generosity Generation. Um, incredible um, coaching and incredible system of giving back to the community that he's created. Everyone should go to. Um, Genjen.com uh, and join the Genjen uh, um, on Facebook and join the Facebook group and be a part of the community. Um, it's extremely beneficial and will definitely help your business. Thank you, Jim. Appreciate it. Where, where, where can people find you if they want to get in contact with you? I'm sorry, say it again. Where can people find you if they want to get in contact with you? Um, they can find me on Facebook. I mean, I, I actually joined your group here. So the power huddle, I'm there as well too. They can private message me there. Um, and, or they can text me directly. Like, you know, you and I connected the uh, cell phone directly. I record 805-630-7979. <laughs> Uh-oh. The real digits. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, um, I guess I can put it, I put it here in the chat. If anybody ever wants to text, that's, that's actually where we connected, right? That's how yeah. we ended up connecting it just by the good old uh, text message and um, having a conversation and got right into it. 
So I'm always willing to share. Um, oh, there's actually that sheet we talked about. I didn't get the chance to share that sheet that, you know, uh, the person 10. Yeah, the whole other sheet. We'll talk about that next time. Sounds like a plan. Hi, Jesse. Thanks, man. I really appreciate you. Take care, everyone. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.